All right, guys, welcome back to the NRL Don podcast. Very, very special one today. With Natty from the from the weekly rubdown, this is going to be a bit interesting because if you know who the weekly, if you know who I am, you know who the weekly rubdown are. And Natty over there, Wook, would you say would you say that Wook is kind of like your your Andy Lee, more of the more sensible one? You're more of the fire from the hip kind of operator. That is that is a perfect analogy right there. Definitely a very good example of how we operate. Uh, Wooker, he's he's definitely I call him he's the stats guy. Like he runs all the Excel spreadsheets. We've got a system where we predict matchups and scores and stuff like that. He handles all that shit. I'm the talent baby. Well, that's 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 why you're here because we're not here to talk about facts. We're here to talk about feelings. I want the hot hot takes. This is like the hot take den right here. I'm oh, vibe. just fire oh. from the hip. All vibe. I like it. Eyes up. That's it. That's it. That, well, that's that's. I remember I was listening to you guys last year. I had. Lists on lists on lists on lists. Probably the year before, and you were doing a, a preview with, I think, Guru, and you guys were saying you can have as many lists as you want, but on the day, you just got to go with the vibe. You just got to go with the feeling. And I deleted some uh, massive amounts of data, and I'm just like, you're right. Like, what do I care if Drinkwater and Fogarty are two points difference? Who's going to have the better year in my heart? And that's who you got to pick with on the day, right? Back your gut and be like water. That's our two big draft tips if you follow that obviously spend the preseason listening to as many podcasts and, and reading articles and following pages and all that suck mm. all that information in like a sponge but on the day back your gut be like water and that, that's what i've been saying to people this year and then i mean the big ones are yeah you got to be you got to be like like fluid really stay hydrated in more ways than one <laughs> yeah, 100 percent. Oh, and so many people slide in my dams and ask me about, you know, like, oh, where, how early would you go, this guy, and and uh, what p- exact pick would this be? And it's like you're asking me how long a piece of string is. Do you know what I mean? Like, exactly. It depends. Exactly. It depends on what pick you get to start with. It depends on how your first two or three picks goes. It how it depends on how your league drafts. Like exactly, exactly. We, and we always talk about like if there's a big run on hookers or there's a big run on five eights. You know, don't fucking get sucked into that and start mm. drafting those guys and reach for guys that probably aren't at that value. There's going to be other value plays that presents itself because there's been a run on hookers or five eights. So and that just goes back to that hole be like water be shapeless be formless and adapt yeah well without getting too into the weeds on that lo- we could talk about it on days on days on days how you, you know. how you get ready for draft day. Sure. But let's talk about some shooting from the hip operation here we're going hot not players five eights through to fullbacks and giving you two set of wings today mm-hmm. so i'm dragging two different blokes and you're pumping up two different blokes natty's on the on the hot time on the knots what why don't you kick us off T- tell me which five eight you think is is offering some really good value? No one's talking about him. Or what's Sweet. going on? Look, there's two there's two blokes that I'm sort of really running my eye over. Eye over one, you can probably get in your sort of sweet spot. That's what we call it from rounds four to say seven or eight at the back end of that, and that's Dylan Brown. And a guy that you can get sort of mm. even further back in in the value for your draft is uh, Connor Tracy. So we'll talk about mm. Dylan Brown. Big on Connor. Yeah. 
talk about Dylan Brown uh, firstly, and you look at his average last year, 53. What the fuck did he do to get that 53? He did yep. nothing. That's actually really impressive in my eyes that yep. he did absolutely nothing. When you look at his stats, there's nothing there. When you think back to how he played, there's nothing there either. Like, he's he's got a fantastic... Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Hey, um, he's got a really good base. I mean, his base is 37. That's the same as Josh Schuster. So, I mean, you're getting you're getting Dylan Brown with a base at 5'8", the same as a 2RF. That's fucking fantastic. Um, Could you imagine if I told you uh, draft day last year that next year Dylan Brown would be in less people's mouths than Joshy Schuster? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. What a it? world. It's crazy. <laughs> and you've got to ask yourself, look, on and pre-draft list before people start tinkering with them, Dylan Brown's going to be way the fuck down. Oh yeah, way oh. the fuck down there. So even on draft day, he's one of those blokes where your mates, your your league mates, aren't going to see him if they're if they're a drafting off the average on Supercoach app. Oh, right, Dylan Brown, you can tuck him away. Exactly, exactly. And like, look, let's take our mind back to uh, twenty twenty when he averaged sixty four. He didn't do much else to get that 64. Like, he had four tries, five try assists. I mean, last year he had four tries and three try assists. So it's not a big difference. I mean, there might have been a few different uh, line breaks and line break assists in there, but he really doesn't have to do much in this season upcoming to bump that 53 up to a 60. And nah. I like the Eels. I think they'll be thereabouts again. I think they're, they'll be running for that top four. I think, they're my top four, Smokey. Yeah, I like it, bro. I like it. And the thing is, we've given we've given Brown a couple of years. You know, he's come onto the scene. He's a red-hot talent. We know how much talent he has on the football field. You know, he's a run first, sort of kick second, drop the mm. ball third, pass it fourth top player. Like, he's not, he's not using the guys around him like he should be, but we've given him enough grace now where you know we need to see that from him. he's a 58 uh, he's a premier 58 in rugby league at the moment and we need to see him using those guys around him and there's some fucking weapons there at the eels that i'm really excited about will penasini um bailey simonson you're gonna have resurgence of Maddo. Maddo, exactly on that right edge so yeah look i'm big on him um he's definitely a guy that if i've missed those sort of top four top five top six Five eights, I'll be looking at him very hard. Actually, if I miss those, I'll probably just reach for him because five eight mm. is scary as hell. It's one of the more shallow positions. So now I'm big on him, and uh, there's there's so much value there. You just look at that fifty three and what he did to get that fifty three. Like you know, you chuck in two or three more tries, or, or or four or five more assists, and you know you're looking at a sixty five average. Talk to me about Connor Tracy. Yeah, Connor Tracy, man, big. I picked up Connor Tracy last year, um, free agent. Same. Um, I, I I was able to flip Tracy last year. Once I realised he's staying out on that wing, he had a few big games in him, and I flipped him out. And I think I got Luai or someone in. He had a few weeks there. Where he was. I think he scored two nineties back to back or something like that. I flipped him real quick. I big Connor Tracy fan. <laughs> Love it. And he look, he's built close to the ground. He's a smaller guy but he's still able to link up three tackle breaks a game. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's real hard yep. to handle, very elusive, fleet-footed, um, makes plenty of runs for a centre, um, you know, 14, 15 runs a game, got 14 tries. I think they can build on that, the Sharks, I think, and I'll talk about this a little bit later when I talk about my fullback. You know, you've got to take these shark scores and these Sharks averages, and you've got to inflate them a little bit because they'll be a better attacking team. Yeah, for sure. 
So yeah, Connor Tracy at a 53 average. I think that's pretty that's pretty sexy for a guy that you can get really late. I mean, no one's like looking late, at late, 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 late. Connor round nine, round ten. I mean, let's be honest about it. Some leagues Tracy will go undrafted. Oh, big time! And he's a he's a CTW five eight dual eligible player. That's sexy yeah, as fuck. I mean, you know yeah. that's that's going to give if, you a lot of flexibility. Even if you secure your five eight, you, you chuck him in the bench spot. Yeah. Oh, big time, big time. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I love him. I think that's a, that's a really good value play, and that's also a really good value play in your CTW spot. Well, you hit me with a bunch of reason and uh, thought out stuff there. I'm, I might rattle the cage here a bit with the guy that I think is getting talk to me Goose. about just a little too much. Well, just I a little the- bit too much hype for my liking. I'm gonna just wet the wet oh, the there, you, you might need it. You might need it. I'm talking about Luke Keary. I'm not touching him. Yeah, fair. All right, hear me out. Mm-hmm. I've I've come prepared with some statistics of my own. Oh <laughs> shit! Last year, Luke Keary, 46 overall player off the board. Yep. Seventh, five eight taken. Sixth, halfback taken. What's happened since then? Three games and an ACL injury, and we're talking about a second rounder now. <laughs> yeah. He scored set 70 against the Manly side that Teddy scored 150 against in the same game. 123 against the Tiger side. Yes, he looked elite. That Tiger side did concede the most points in the league last year. Then when he had to play South, 33 points before the injury, which was in the 75th minute. So this guy, he's averaged 50 to 60 points every year before last year. And we're going to sit here and pretend that he hasn't shot up draft boards because of that 75 average on the board right now. But it just has. Like, it, that's just what's happening. Yeah. I put him up there on mine. On my initial draft, uh, my top 40, he was up there. After It's my first back pedal of the season. I just can't see myself touching him. When you look back at previous years, which is important to do because everyone loves last year's stats, which makes sense. They just happened. But if you look back, Luke has been the same guy for a while now. 15th overall for me, for a lot of people. I don't see it. I just don't see how after three games, that's all that's changed. Three games in an ACL injury. Now we're talking about him instead of being a 46th overall player, maybe a 26th. Doesn't doesn't quite add up to me. What do you reckon? I've got him around that 26. I've got him around that mid-round three just because there's a few issues. And, I mean, I, I totally get everything you just said. And you're, you're bang on, bro. You're bang, bang on. Um, but you got to look at why he was getting those points and where those averages came from. Do you know what I mean? Playing mm-hmm. second fiddle mm-hmm. to Kronk. Um, yeah, obviously, obviously came in um, as the big dick last year for you know three games. Brained it. Does that have something to do with it? Because he's the main guy. I do agree with you that you know his type of player that is transforming into a really solid NRL half the type the type of player like Mitch Moses where it's not really translating very well to super coach points but mm. it's it's translating mm. very well for rugby league itself so i can see that happening but i'm sort of drafting him at a 60 to 65 average i think he's he can do that in this as long side. as that's what people know that's what they're getting with him yeah. i think that's what it is you can't draft Luke Keary thinking that a 75 to 85 average is normal. No, and I it's not going to happen. And you are going to get low scores, and you're going to get big scores. Um, and the way that we do it at the Weekly Rubdown, we don't just rank guys just attributing just to their average or, or, or the average that we think they're going to have in 2022. We attribute dual value. We attribute mm. strength of schedule. So all that yeah. being said, that sort of bumps up Luke Keary into that top 30 for us because, one, Roosters have the second-best strength of schedule for finals 
And the other one is he's a halfback 5'8 jewel, and we know that that's one of the sexiest jewels you can have. So it is, it is. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from, but you sort of have to factor those other things in. But if you're if you're drafting him in the third round, then you think he's going to he's going to average sixty to sixty five, and you're happy with that um, because you know he's probably going to be valuable when you need him the most in the finals, mm. um, and he's obviously going to give you that flexibility in the halfback five eight spot if you get some uh, injuries. Then that's the guy for you. But again, the other rule of thumb that I go by is don't draft a guy coming off an ACL. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And like we were just talking about Dill Brown, if you can get Dill averaging 50, 50 to 55 in round, what, seven, eight? Yeah. And, and Or you could take Lukey at the name price tag for the name. Oh, I think I know what I'm doing. You're yeah. looking around. If you, but then again, like we say, look around in your league. Yeah, it depends what's there <laughs> in round three. In some leagues, Luke, Luke might not even be there. In no, the exactly. Round, depending on how big of a Roosters fan you got in the in the competition. But but yeah, I think that's uh, one big thing I learned off you boys too is that is that name, that price tag for the name. And uh, there's always going to be someone that averages five points less three rounds later. Oh, you know man. I mean? You've got to think about that value as well, 100%. But... And like I always say, if you're a believer, um, you know, Luke Keery is um, getting you hard, then fucking go get him. Like, you yeah, know, for you, sure. You've got to make, you make the play. You've got to make the call. Uh, but I totally get where you're coming from. I think people are overvaluing him um, because they think he's going to average that 70-75. I don't think that's the case, but you do have to attribute value to that duel and that strength mm. of schedule. Well, tell me about, tell me about your two center wingers. Yeah, so this is where it gets sexy, doesn't it? CTW. So, I mean, we haven't done it. Isn't a- it just different, man? It's yeah. just different these days. We, 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 when I first started drafting three, four year, years ago, that was the last two p- positions you picked on the field. Oh, man. Oh, I remember. Feel, I mean, that's an anytime try scorer type of situation. You can't really put any value on them. We had a but steadfast now, rule. Do not draft CTWs before round five. It was a steadfast mm. rule every year. And now, you know, you've got two guys that potentially will go you know, in the top 10 in most yeah. leagues. So crazy. And probably deserve it. Crazy, man. So, yeah, no, it's a sexy position to talk about. We haven't done our CTW rub um, yet. We leave that to, to last with the fullback because it's just, it's it's pretty much two rubs because it, it's it's yeah. about it's about a two-hour podcast. But um, the, there's a few guys that you can look at um, for value. I think um, you need to keep a keen eye on Paul Momorowski. I think mm, um, if he gets that kick and tee, kick and tee. Well, he needs to make the side first, um, and then obviously, yeah, you know, he I, he is the best goal kicker at the club right now. So I think if he does get the nod, um, you know, he's he's going to kick goals, and that's going to have a ripple effect then because obviously that's going to bring down Sam Walker's uh, value as well. Zach Lomax, I think he is a value play as well. You take out mm. that injury affected game, um, and it turns. Yeah, well, he's a guy forgotten to, to injuries. He's one of those ones where exactly you just kind of forgot that he was there. But Zach Lomax last year, he went in round three in a lot of leagues that I saw, and um, man, twenty twenty twenty, he was on fire. Zach Lomax. So. Oh man, I mean, and he, he ended last year with a fifty seven average. You take that injury affected game out it's a 62 he only scored four tries mm. so there's value Will he there kick for the dragons do you think yeah yeah 100 oh, i'm a sharpshooter for sure yeah he'll yeah. kick um 
But the two guys I will I will dial in on is Corey Thompson from the Titans and Joe Ooh. Manu. <laughs> Corey Thompson, talk to me. CT, what baby. What are we doing here? CT, mate. Early on last year, I told everyone on the rub, go get this kid because he's a fucking gun. Everyone's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if he'll make the side. You know, like, Titans aren't that great. Like, whatever. I was like, nah, go fucking get him. You won't be disappointed. So first up is dual CTW fullback. That's fantastic. Ended the year on a 58 average. That's lovely. But you take out an injury-affected game, again, it's a 60 average. So you now you've got a 60 yeah. average um, CTW dual fullback. That's, you know, that's sexy. Um, if you take out the games with no tries, he's a 46 average. That's lovely. Um, we talked about Connor Tracy being one of those guys that's built close to the ground, really hard to handle, gets a lot of tackle breaks. This bloke gets five tackle breaks a game, um, makes plenty of runs, Oof. 15 runs a game, 67% well of those. Well and truly under my radar, this fella. Mate, mate, when you dive into it, when you get get your hands on him. Into the weeds of it. He, he's very sexy. So I think, look, I'm not overly excited about the spine for the Titans, um, but mm-hmm. I, I do like the setup where they'll probably have Dave Fafita on the right, CT will be on the left. Because generally the ball isn't going past Dave Fafita. They're giving it to him early so he can do what he does best. You know, it's not really making it out to the winger. So that's a good setup for CT because he's on the left. Um, when you say you're not excited about the spine at the Titans, you, you're not putting the house on Toby Sexton like yeah, me? Yeah, no. I, look, <laughs> well, it depends where he lands, brother. Like, <laughs> the price is right. I'm all over anyone. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty pumped about, about CT. And... This is you know this is the segment you've you've sort of made here. It's guys that no one's talking about. No, fu- yeah, no exactly. one's fucking talking about CT. Well, you're the first one I've heard, mate. Sexy. But I like it. Everything you're you're talking my language now. I like him, especially in leagues where you got four four center wingers to worry about, mate. If he's Jeez. if he's your fourth CTW, you've won the lotto. Mm. You've done very well. And I mean, I, again, the Titans they have a pretty good run rounds fifteen to twenty. Um, it. Gets a little hard uh, early on in the finals, but they end the final schedule. So your prelim and your grand final round twenty three and tra- round twenty four, they have the second best. So very sexy. Mm-hmm. If you've got a, a CTW with upside, that's you know got a really good strength of schedule in those two games. You're laughing. Yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Now Joey Manu, uh, mm. usually a guy that is one of those players, fantastic. Rugby league player, probably one of the the best centers in the game, true centers, uh, mm. and he's just never really translated in, into a good super coach player. That's the thing with Joey. Yeah, you look at him, and he the, if it, the eyeball test is such a thing, he passes it with flying colors, and then you check your phone, and you're like, um, how come he's on thirty points right now? Yeah, it's crazy, man. It is crazy, and it's been like that for the last three years, where you draft him because you think, well, he's so good, surely it clicks. Um, and it did. It clicked from round 12 onwards. He averaged 74. So he had a yeah, 50 right. base power, um, 36 in pure base, and scored nine tries. So He stepped up in a big way with uh, half the team in the hospital. Do you think with everyone back, that's that's doable again? I don't think that 74 is doable, but I think that 62 average is, though. Mm. Um, CTW fullback, Jewel again, so good. Roosters, second best strength of schedule through the finals. That's yum, yum, yum. Um, the other thing I like is you're going to have Kiri on the right. Now, Kiri, the best thing about Kiri is <laughs> he's a smart footballer and he knows how to use everyone 
at his disposal. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep, he's going to yep. have eyes up. He's going to be able to use Satili off his hip. He's going to go short to him, or he's going to go out the back to Manu. He's going to put nice little... Man, these roosters, I loved when you just you just rattle them off, don't you? Oh. You get to bloke 18, and you're like, oh, these ones aren't even on the field, and they could walk onto other clubs. It's Bro, just I've said it a million times. There. They're $1.80 for top four. It's a no, license money for nothing. It's a license to print money. Everyone should be on that. You're stupid if you haven't put a punt. I I actually reinvest every week on that bet. Dollar eighty. If it's still dollar eighty <laughs> every week, I check it. I just put more money on it. Let's go. That's ridiculous. I got them winning the whole thing this year. If they're not if they're not lifting the trophy, they're in the game for me. Yeah, I think so. Big time. So yeah, I'm excited about Joey Manu. I think yeah, I think Kiri will get the best out of him. And uh, look, I'm not Expecting that 74 average, but, you know, 60 to 65 is very doable. I mean, not only is, is he hard to handle with the ball in hand, but he's a great aerial target. So, yeah, he's mm. very sexy. No one's well, talking about him. No one's – he's not in, no. in anyone's lists. Um, I think everyone's still I've, got I've that. I've done a few mocks with a few different groups, and he's still kicking around there for me to pick up in the late rounds. So. Wild. Wild. Well, so, yeah, love him. Here I come back in to knock some blokes down a peg again. Talk to this me. is another. I'm I'm big on the don't buy the name vibe. Yep. And these two blokes, Fair. you talk about names: Alex Johnston and David Nofaluma. Yep. All right. So AJ, last year, 80th overall. Don't take him any higher than that. He's the 12th centre wing taken off the board last year. Highest try scorer again last year. Listen to this: in games where he doesn't score a try, which isn't many, to be fair, small sample size. Yeah, but in games where he doesn't score a try, he averaged twenty-two points a game. Add in games where he scored one try, he goes to a sixty-seven average, scoring over eighty just once. And get this: in games where he scored a try twice last year, he scored under fifty. Compare that to a bloke like Bizza, obviously the best in the business. But Bizza, in games where he scored a try last year, takes AJ sixty-seven and smashes it with a ninety-two tunned up twice and didn't have a game under 80 when he scores a try. So if you draft an AJ off his try scoring record, which I think is, you, you might as well just put an anytime try scorer on him every game. Then if you drafted him with an average of 73, it's foolish, no base, no party. I, I don't take him inside rounds one to five, not in a million years. What, I'm, what you, you, I'm not even looking at him to be honest, bro. You bang on with, every, with everything you said. He hasn't, hasn't even come in contention for me. Look, South aren't flogging teams by 50 in 2022. And that's oh, where you got those big try-scoring games from AJ. Um, you know, you're not going to have Adam Reynolds putting in, the, putting the bunnies in some really good attacking situation. Of course, you're going to have Cody Walker just lighting up that left edge again. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd draft him at a 55 average and I'd be yeah. reach, I'd be reaching there. I'm, not, I'm just not big on him. I, I, I just think... In so many leagues, some idiot's going to take him, and I just can't wait for that to happen because it won't be me. Oh, it's, it's a big laugh out loud. Yeah. It's a big one. That's where you, you spill drinks there. Yep. When he goes in the fourth, fifth round with a with that 73 average, no, nah, you're dreaming, mate. You were dreaming. Yeah. yeah. You can't do it to you. If you're, if you're banking on blokes scoring tries, that's what I always like to look at. People ask me, what do you look at when you, when you draft people? Obviously, like you guys say, with the strength of schedule and the dual position, but you have to be a dual threat in your game as well AJ doesn't really have anything to lean back on and that's what with Garrick and Vizza if shit hits the fan and for some reason their two teams do not brain it this year and score a billion tries Garrick will still goal kick for the tries they do and Vizza still has his base 
Big so song. you're not going to get burnt too badly. Yep. If AJ doesn't have his try scoring, you're up shit creek. Paddle's left at home. You're, you're no chance, mate. Like it's yeah. I'll put him in the same without a try is putrid. I'll That's put him in the putrid. same category as the fox. Do you know what I mean? Like when yeah, he's scoring yeah, six yeah. tries a game, I mean his super coach score is, is unbelievable. But in games he doesn't score a try, you're going, well, what the fuck's this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my other guy, Nofaluma, what was it, two years ago? He was the second highest scorer in Supercoach after Teddy. I think, uh, yeah, the party's well and truly over, though. <laughs> it was once once upon a time was elite, but it was funny, even after that year, he still didn't get drafted, overdrafted by a lot of people because we all knew what was going to happen with center wings and rah, rah, rah. 53 points a game last year, right? Yeah. So if you look at center wings last year, in that 50 to 60 bracket, there's 34 of them. Yeah. So with not for you paying for that name, uh, it's not something I swipe my card for too often. Uh, yeah, I, above and below Noffa, let's let's talk. These these guys averaged a fifty three as well last year. Tyrone Peachy, mm-hmm. Watini Zelezniak, and Kyle Felt. Would I recommend picking those guys up where you could pick up Noffa? No. Nah. So how could you recommend Noffa? I just I think a lot of people are clued on, but there will still be a few people who see his average from a few years ago and think, oh maybe, maybe. But I think. The Tigers the last few years have had like a sub-30 win rate. And you, you win when you score tries. And if you're not winning, you're not scoring tries. And so what's Noffa going to be doing for you? But he did have an insane base for a little bit there. But what do you reckon about Noffa this year? No, I agree, mate. Yeah, um, his base is always going to be there. He's that type of player. But it all goes back. And, and you said it, you know, you, you need, you want CTWs playing in successful teams, teams that are putting on mm. points. If you don't think Tigers are going to score a lot of points and not going to beat a lot of sides, then probably not the CTW for you. Um, the other, the other thing that I, I sort of we don't know how Jackson Hastings is going to mm-hmm. to use that side when he, when he's playing, and then we know when Adam Dewey comes back, the big body likes to run, doesn't really use his wingers a lot. So mm. yeah, I'm not I'm not big on him. Either. Another guy that I'll just let someone else take. And they will get taken. Yeah. Don't worry about that. They're clogging up spot. If you're if you're worried about your actual guy, you want to get AJ Noffer will be there to, to bolster the blokes, fill out the lists, and make sure the guys drop to you. Yeah, I agree, mate. No, you've, you're bang on with both of those guys. Yeah, don't touch them. So here we are, fullback. It's, this is the Rolls Royce, the most electrifying position in Supercoach. This is this is what wins and loses your leagues. Fullback, mm-hmm. my one, my one stings. So I, I might get it out of the way first before you, you you finish us on a high note. Yeah, cool, bro. As a cows fan, thought this bloke was going to change the world, and just I just I just can't touch Val Holmes. It's it's a it's a it's a interesting one because you look at his average last year, it was sixty four. Mm. If you want to look at other guys that average sixty four, if you want if you if you're looking at a mid range fullback, you got Kennedy, you got Dufty. I mean, Jaden Campbell might do a job this year. Xavier Savage, I put him in the same bracket as as Val potentially because the duel's tasty, the kicking duties is tasty, but now he's saying he wants to play out wide, give Hamiso the number one. So like we were saying with successful teams, you've now drafted a center as your fullback. Uh, so I'm relying on Val to kick goals and score tries in a team that unfortunately I don't think will do much of. And Val is an elite guy. He he might hey they might reverse the decision, put him back at one if the experiment isn't working. But um, when I'm drafting my fullback and I need someone to sit in that number one spot, I'm not really in the mood to draft an experiment to see how Todd Payton feels about it in six weeks' time. It, it, like I say, if, you, if you're if you're drafting someone at a sixty 
average with potential to go big. I'll be looking at Kennedy. I'll be looking at Dufty and maybe even just leaving it to the end, taking a Jaden Campbell or someone like that. I know there is some value with Val because he will drop down boards, but and I, I probably should have gone with Ponga, but I just think Val, Val, if you're thinking about it, I wouldn't do it. What do you reckon? Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, he's moving to the centres. That's where his super coach game goes to die. Um, mm. uh, and, like, this might sting, brother, but I've got the cows getting the spoon. I, I, I'm not... I'm not Dead really, last. Yep, I'm not really big on them at all. No. Um, all right, well, I'll put this to you. We've, we've already talked about him. If you want to get a fullback that's actually playing centre, um, who do you take out of Val Holmes and uh, Joey Manu? Oh, you take Manu. 100%. And then there's Daylight. And yeah, then and you, you take Val. probably get him later. Then people are going to be picked Val because, like you said, people will go off his name and his goal yeah. kicking. Definitely. I mean... And when isn't Val? I mean, I don't like, I always say, I don't draft people with the intention that they'll get injured. But Val was out for paper cuts last year, it felt like. When wasn't he injured? Yeah. There's always something with his foot, and then it was his knee, and he was always limping around. Yeah, now nah, Joey Manu's, the only, only time he got sent, <laughs> sent to the head bin was when bloody. And his skull <laughs> collapsed. Tried to take his head off. <laughs> yeah, and he still wanted to play at a collapsed skull. Yeah. I don't know if he wanted to play or kick on. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, <laughs> he had both. Yeah, no, I take Joey Manu every day of the week. One hundred percent, man. And I mean, there's two teams that I'm very wary about getting any Supercoach players from, and that's the Knights and the Cows. Oh, the Knights, man! Aren't they just in all sorts? In all sorts. All sorts. So, they might, it, it is a race to the bottom with the Knights and the and the Cows. I think so. I think so, mate. Yeah. So, no, nah, totally agree. Um, yeah. Fuck. Leave him alone. Well, talk to me. Who's who's our saving grace? Well, you mentioned him, Will Kennedy. Ooh. I mean. Big on him. Some people are mentioning, but he's definitely not getting the respect that he deserves. Um, no, and you know why? It might be the hairline. Yeah, yeah, it could be, <laughs> could be. Um, but like, look at last year. I mean, he brained it, and he passed oh. both the eye test and once you go into stats. And obviously, you know, he was averaging really well throughout the season. But he had this weird game where he scored four points from eighty minutes. I don't know what the fuck mm. happened there. I can't remember. That was a strange one. No, I remember I was I was up against him that week. Yeah. And I was nervous because the weeks leading into it, I'm like, we'll we'll smash in this. Yeah. And then yeah, I was up against one of the boys and yeah, four points. I was like, oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday afternoon game too. And I was a bit worried about Will coming on and braining it and I just go, okay. Yep, take well, that. All right well, then. And that's an outlier. I, and yep. people were messaging the chat, is he injured? And I'm like, no he's no, I'm pretty sure that's him out there. That that sort of that sort of output is very rare. It's an outlier. I fucked that off. I'm not looking at that when I'm looking at his mm-hmm, stats. So mm-hmm. we take that out. You, you're getting a 68 average for Will Kennedy. Um, yep. 12 tries, 16 try assists. So he's an all rounder um, at fullback. Loves a sweet play. Durable. Can tuck and run. Played Durable every game well. last year. 100. percent Sharks were the 10th best super coach scoring team. They didn't make the eight and only managed 21 points a game. Now. I said earlier, I'm tipping the Sharks to be a better attacking team. So all of a sudden, you're looking at that 68 average and going, maybe there's some growth there. Then mm. you add in the Nico Hines effect. So if we mm-hmm. look at Nico Hines and the way that he plays the game, for the Storm, had 16 try assists and 19 line break assists. So he loves to use the guys around him. He's not that yep. type of... Um, threat with the ball under his arm like say a Latrell Mitchell is you know he's setting up guys around him and I think Hines is good enough to put Kennedy in great attacking situations now he will probably 
suck in a lot of defense, Nico, just because he'll mm. put the defense in two or three mines. Um, and I just think Kennedy's going to have fucking space out there to do whatever he wants, whether he's going to scoot over for a try himself or he's going to put one of the wingers in. We know how good the wingers are for the Sharks, Katoa and yeah. Mulatalo. They score tries Aren't for they fun. they not spoken about at all? Another couple of guys like, that you know you can put in there that you'd be very happy to have in your, in your CTWs. Yeah. Considering how much they get into their work and get about the business, just no one mentions them. Not just even in Supercoach, just generally in NRL. They just go well and truly under the radar. Yeah. And so with all that said, then we talk about the strength of schedule. Um, and the Sharks are the kings for Supercoach mm. strength of schedule for 2022. They have the best all-round season-long strength of schedule and the finals as well. And then be excited. And then you and then you dive in because Wookers are fucking wizard with this shit. Then you dive into <laughs> the specific position at fullback. He's done all the positions and their strength of schedule and how they're coming up against teams who defend fullbacks. He has the what does he have? The best season long, Will Kennedy for fullback, and the fifth best for finals. So around twenty one to twenty four. I'm taking him. Nah, you've just convinced me in my home league. I'm not picking in the first round. A fullback's a myth to me. But that little speech, Will Kennedy's my fullback this year. It's And you'll get him. Like, nobody's talking. It. Like, we didn't even have him in the top 30. And he probably deserves to be, to be honest, oh, yeah. when you're looking at it. So, in most leagues, you'll probably get him round four. And you just that just screams value to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in so, full flight, he's not too bad either. Mate, he's a weapon. I mean... And, like, towards the back end of the season, you know, you're starting to see the best of him. I think he goes to another level in 2022 without even, you know, taking into consideration all those things I said. I think he'll just be a better rugby league player. Yeah. I think, yeah, the Sharks are, are exciting. You got them in the eight for sure, right? Yeah. Oh, big time. Another $2. $2 to make the eight. Cool. Go bet now, people. <laughs> and don't bet responsibly. Nah, fuck it. It's a coward's. It's a coward saying. I'm not sponsored by any bet. No, I'm not sponsored by any betting so agents. Fuck it. Go hard, yeah, so. yeah. Just rip in. If you're doing it responsibly, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> well, thanks, man. That was great. That was good fun. I love getting into it. I tried to hold my own against one of the best in the biz. No, you did well, bro. Uh, good really good fun. chat. Thanks for having me on. Well, uh, yeah, t- tell the people where they can find you, man. Yeah, look, um, if you want to chuck us in your lug holes, just go and search the weekly rub down wherever you get your podcasts. And, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Instagram is probably where we do our best work, so jump on there. Um, give us a follow. Jump in the comments. Yeah, look, bit of banter. When it comes to don't super coach content, doesn't even matter if you're, you're more of a classic guy. There's not, like you say, the, the work that Wooker puts in, is I'm surprised he's not working at the Daily Telly. Mate. I mean, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Like, it, as far as posts that you're going to save to your phone, pull up a couple of days before draft, it doesn't get much better than you boys, I think. I think, yeah, one of the biggest assets you can have is giving these blokes a follow on Instagram. So, yeah, go check them out, guys. Cheers, brother. Yeah, like, like I said, the system that he's got in place, it it's very, very arousing, and it does translate to both classic and draft. Like, you can use it if you, you're mm. a classic player. If somehow you've you've stumbled along and <laughs> yeah, for some reason you're a classic player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks guys for listening. I'll, I'll catch you all uh, next Wednesday for some more draft chat. Easy, bro. See ya.